Hi there, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world, if you're listening to this podcast, thank you for doing so, and hi. <laughs> Every 8th of November here in the Philippines, we commemorate the victims of the Super Typhoon Yolanda, or internationally known as Haiyan. Imagine, it has been 9 years now. By far, this has been my most traumatizing experience. I am a survivor, literally a survivor. I was in the exact barangay where the typhoon had its first landfall. My house was exactly facing the sea. My family lost properties like our house, cars, and actual money. But I really would like to talk about the things that I've learned after the onslaught of the typhoon, lessons that I've learned. I know that it was a very painful experience. Even when I tried to recall things inside my head, I still would tell myself, what if my, my relatives had the gut feeling that something that hideous of a tragedy would happen? Then sana, buhay pa sila. Pero di na natin maibabalik yan. We can't turn back the hands of time. What we have right now are lessons learned from that tragedy and the things that made us a better person. Number one, I noticed after the typhoon, the ability of a person to help, even when they themselves needed help, was possible. This memory is crystal clear. The soonest the rain and wind calmed down, I, with two of my friends, went to my barangay to check out my family. Their families were safe, and knowing that my house was located next to the beach was really something to worry about. Because of the typhoon's damage around the city, the hour walk turned to be three hours. Naaalala ko pa na may nakita akong mga taga-barangay na hubot-hubad, or I think they were wearing something, but it's all really uh, showing almost everything. Um, they're, they're telling me that they saw some of my relatives already dead. I would always ask them if, nakita niyo ba yung parents ko? But they had no idea. Some of them don't even know my parents. So inside me, my heart was already racing. I was scared with all of the dead people around me. Takot ako na baka isa sa mga bangkay doon is my family. There is this soft drink company near our place where all the bottles were scattered on the road. Ang hirap maglakad. For you to pass by, you need to step on it. In other words, be ready for some wounded feet. May pakipa ba ako if magkasugat-sugat ako? Siyempre, wala na. All I really wanted that moment was to know if my family survived. The first family member that I saw was my mom. Nasa ilalim siya ng waiting shed. So, I, I saw her there. Sabi niya sa akin habang umiiyak, huwag na akong tumuloy to see our house because the view was devastating. Sabi ko naman, it was okay kasi I wanted to know if may dapat pa ba akong balikan. And I also discovered that my dog was left all alone, so I was hoping that buhay pa siya. They also informed me na si Papa and my siblings were all safe. On our way back, there was a neighbor that I never had the chance to chat with. Like, never ko talaga siyang nakausap. Um, hanggang hi and hello lang pag nagkikita kami sa labas. Lumapit siya sa akin and asked for help. Our neighborhood knew that I worked with the country's largest broadcasting company back then. So maybe he thought I had connections to do something. 
The situation was, his son broke his leg due to the typhoon. Magkambal yun sila eh, pero yung isa, la, yung isa safe, yung isa naman nabalian ng, ng leg. Uh, right leg, to be exact. I can remember the blood coming out from that leg. The flesh was showing and I believe nakikita na rin yung bone. Kasi grabe yung, grabe yung, ano, yung nangyari sa batang yun. What made this boy's case hard was that overweight siya at isa siyang special child. Maybe you're thinking that I was heroic, like so heroic, at tinulungan ko sila right away. No. I declined to help them. At that moment, I was shocked by everything that happened to my relatives, my house, my future's uncertainty. And I remember my exact words. Sabi ko, sorry, I can't help you. I am also in need. Then tumalikod ako, ready to leave them. But the friends that I was with stopped me. They said, hindi naman nila kailangan ng mga connections or yung mga kakilala mo or anything. They made it clear that we can still help the boy and his dad by simply assisting them to the nearest hospital. I felt guilty right away. I realized that rejecting them was the most convenient thing for me to do. And I can't imagine the pain that the father felt when he heard me say no. With my friends, we went back and analyzed what was needed. It was an hour before we hit dawn, so we needed light. Yung phone ko, 95% charged, so I still had my uh, camera's flash. Then, the dad was having difficulties with his vision because he lost his eyeglasses. But we had an extra person to be his guide. Then, the boy who can't walk at all, we had another extra person to guide him. When I finally told them both na tutulungan namin sila makalabas ng barangay and help them reach the nearest hospital, naiyak yung bata. I remember his words in Waray. Damo nga salamat, makuring maglakat, pero kakayanon ko ini. Maitutukod ko ini nga ako mga tiil, diri ako magiging pabigat. In English, he said, I can do this. I can stand with this wounded foot. I will try my best not to be a burden along the way. My heart was touched because that boy's spirit went soaring high because someone offered to help him. I know that it was not me who made the helping part here. It was my two companions. They taught me that in the middle of a disaster, even if you are literally a victim, you can still offer help to another victim. We will never run out of ammo to help. We can always choose to reach out. There will always be a way. There's no excuse to help. Number two is something that I experienced days after the typhoon. I reported back to work and everyone was surprised na buhay pa pala ako. I can vividly recall that um, on my way, because nasira yung um, elevator ng time na yun, so I needed to walk through through the stairs. So, while walking, I was also complaining because there were lots of garbages all around the building and then ang daming basag na mga bintana. So I was complaining about all of those things and my voice was pretty audible. So they were really hearing me from the ground floor going to the fifth floor because fifth floor yung office namin. Tapos narinig ko yung guard. I, I heard our company guard saying, Parang boses si Cholo yan ah. Minumulto na ba tayo? 
<laughs> they actually thought that I died. But then after I reached fifth floor, everyone was teary-eyed and informed me that they have been praying for me for three days. This time, I have learned about being a light in the midst of darkness. Well, di dahil sa buhay ako, but with something that happened with work. The employees were not Taklobanons. Konti lang kami originally from Tacloban. Some were from parts of Leyte and Samar. We even had some from Mindanao. In other words, they needed to go home and be with their families. That was their way to distress. In my department, we were just five. Four of them needed to leave and meet their families. I was the only person from Tacloban, so I don't need to go anywhere else. When the Manila team came to help Tacloban team, they installed generator sets, satellites, or maybe not a satellite. I don't know how it's called, but we used to we used it to transmit news from the main office to the satellite office. So baka transmitters yon. This was done because para at least yung mga tao sa Tacloban na dadaan sa area ng station namin can listen to the news. We'll know updates about the actions made by their government. When all these were installed and we were all ready to start the broadcast back, all of my teammates were on their way home already. I was alone inside our radio booth for a couple of weeks. My family left for Manila for to distress and for my sister as well. But that very moment, I decided to stay. Hindi ako sumama. In my heart, I was telling myself, my city needs me. I need to help rebuild what was destroyed by the typhoon. I need to do something for my fellow Taklobanons. O di ba para akong nangangamba niya? But no, that very moment, I really felt that I need to do something. I would wake up early in the morning to make sure that our radio station was able to pump out news. Napakasimple lamang nun. Kailangan ko lang itaas yung volume ng soundboard, maglagay ng mga songs to make sure that the people are able to listen to music when the news was on break. But one thing that I really loved doing in the morning was to play a Christian song. It gave hope to the people that something good was about to happen. To be thankful that we were still alive. To realize that there is still a reason why we're standing, why we're here. It was not the end of everything. Painful as it may seem, there's a new chapter na pwedeng buksan, pero napakahirap umpisahan. That moment, I had the opportunity to help. So I took that chance. When I look back and talk to some of the other survivors, they would always tell me that there was this radio station who would play a Christian song every morning during the Yolanda, and it helped me believe that there's still hope for all of us. Then, one more thing that I learned during Yolanda days was to choose to be a bearer of right information. The aftermath of the typhoon allowed weird stories to circulate all around the city. Sa tingin ko nga, dito nagsimula ang fake news. Things like, yung mga namatay daw naging aswang. Meron ding version na yung mga aswang nagliparam papuntang takloban dahil madaming patay. Another fake news was that the government needed to eradicate the city because of its foul smell. Meron pang may tidal wave daw na paparating sa Tacloban weeks after the storm surge. All of these stories were made up by people. Right now, it seems funny, but if you were there, it sounded real. This taught people to fear for their lives. 
This made them feel uncomfortable being in their very homes. So imagine if you were one of those guys na nakatanggap ng mga kwento, you don't have the access to real news, yung, yung goal mo lang was to make sure na buhay ka at may kinakain kayo each day, and or, or maybe you were still looking for the dead bodies ng mga relatives mo, then this kind of stories is actually unsettling. It took more than a month for some from the downtown area to finally get their electricity back. I remember sa area ko, it was before New Year. So I spent Christmas in the dark. I also remember that during those times, nagkasakit ako ng chikungunya. But that time, hindi ko alam na chikungunya yun. I never heard of it. So um, some would say that it was an effect of the typhoon and that there were diseases created by the dead bodies. At isa na akong recipient sa disease na yun, sabi ng mga tao. I remember that I was really feeling bad about the state that I was in. But knowing myself, sigurista ko eh, I made sure na nakausap ko yung mga doctors kong kaibigan to make sure that I was okay. And that illness was manageable. And it was chikungunya. So at least nalaman ko. At hindi ako nagpanik ng, ng wagas. Nung nakabalik na ako ulit sa work, I started doing all the outreach programs. When someone would ask me about those hearsays, right away, I tell them that there are no basis to any of those chismis. So chismis namang yun. At the same time, I would always remind them of the so-called common sense. Kasi parang nung tumagal na walang telebisyon, walang radyo, walang cellphone, parang lahat na lang nakalimutang mag-isip ng common sense. To all my fellow survivors of the super typhoon Yolanda, let us choose to be a hero instead of a victim. There are others who are still suffering from what happened. And we can be that person who can share some love by showing them how we were able to move forward. Let us tell them that there is more to life. If our Heavenly Father allowed us to stay, then there is a reason for us being here. Be happy, be excited, and know that you are blessed. Thank you so much for listening. You have a wonderful day ahead.